The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times your money. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. everybody welcome to the hockey gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network my name is Tyler Jenkins Jordan with our host we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer boys do we have a fucking special show going gentlemen how the hell are we doing tonight uh, I'm doing better now that we're recording but it's been a, it's been a roller coaster day here went to, went to the H-Mart earlier got had some nice dumplings for dinner Phillies were up for nothing it was all going well Phillies lose 5-4, but you know what? If I can't be on the Ben Franklin Bridge, there's nowhere else I'd rather be than right here. Talking NHL regular season with my boys. Indeed, indeed. I am doing excellent after a great weekend. Finally got off the schneid in in college football after uh, three or four losing weeks. So finally, some some positive variance there. Got lucky in a few things, including the uh, the, the bet I gave out last week, LSU, under a touchdown. Um, I was just going to be happy with the win. Uh, up by two, Mizzou was driving, but then a pick six, LSU win by nine, cover at the death. That's the, that's the kind of thing that's been going against me all season, but finally one goes my way, and then NFL just continues to be, I'm just killing it in the NFL. So, uh, oh, good that the, the Packers just scored. That's good for me, um, which is rare. I, I, I fucking hate the Packers, of course, but um, <laughs> not not so much when I bet them. All right. Do you just... Uh, do you- so, do you just hate like green teams like Minnesota, the Packers, like what? Just the color green? You just don't like it or what? I never made that connection, but no, it's it's just fucking my my team's rivals. You know, sometimes in the NFL, I think I hate the Packers more than I like the Bears. Right? That that that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm the anti fan. <laughs> Um, all right, I'm doing, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I am fucking tired as shit. We're moving on Thursday. We're getting a one-bedroom apartment in our building. So we've been packing so much shit today. And like, I've been moving. We got a new couch. We got a new sectional couch. And like, we had to we had nowhere to put it. So we brought it into our new apartment or to our apartment we're in now, our old one. And this thing is fucking massive, bro. So I'm trying to find a way to like get comfy while we're recording here. Like I'm gonna end up like just sprawling out like one of those French girls by the time this thing's over. I'm gonna have like one leg up and shit. It's gonna be free balling. That's where we're at right now. But I'm a little sleepy. But it doesn't matter because we're goddamn excited. And you know why, boys? Because it's the NHL or season eve. <laughs> it's NHL. It was the night before the NHL season, and all was 
not quiet. Everyone was loud, and I'm drinking beers watching football. So let's fucking go. Absolutely excited and electric for the NHL season start. This is going to be absolutely fucking awesome. Uh, other than that, we're doing good. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast our website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports, but there's only one goddamn thing that matters, and that's the fact that hockey is back tomorrow. So hell yeah, we're going to be buzzing. We're going to be talking. We're going to be doing a bunch of shit. Obviously, we're going to be running through the games today. Uh, what else is going on, though? There is NFL, like we were talking about it. The uh, the Raiders are playing the, uh, the fucking Packers right now. College football is doing its thing. Uh, baseball, Ryan has a little bit of a heartbreaker going on. But other than that, what's up with the baseball playoffs, Ryan? Everything uh, good? Basically, yeah, baseball's going good. People can stop uh, whining about the playoff format now that the Braves won a game. So at least that that's the silver lining in it. That's good. That's good. Uh, at least they're not a bunch of cheaters like the Kansas City Chiefs. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, what else is going on in the world of sports? I don't know. NASCAR's doing some stuff. I think F1 is finally over. So that's good. You know, a pretty lackluster, lackluster year, I suppose. And I think a lot of people said, fuck it. But, hey, that's where we're at with that. Uh, anyways, that's all good, man. <laughs> Go to the SGPN website. Uh, read all the articles. <laughs> Ryan's preseason, you know, division articles are still are still valid. You can still read those and get some goddamn good information. You know, it's uh, even though the season starts tomorrow, there's still going to be some some good kind of notes in there to check out. So be sure to go read those. Uh, listen to the other shows as well, man. Everybody's doing such a kick-ass job too. It's firing up. Like NBA is going to be back. I don't know when they start, but I imagine it's got to be in like a week or two weeks or something like that. Hockey's back. You got play playoff baseball. You got college football. You got NFL, man. It's literally. We are finally here. It is the best time to be a sports fan. We all wait all year long for it. Uh, if only there was like some sick golf going on right now. That would be like a nice little cherry on top. But hey, can't be picky. We'll take it. Uh, so anyways, go to the network website, SGPN website. Find all that shit. Uh, and shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord, man. It's going to be fucking buzzing. We're seeing people kind of popping in. You know, that's what happens a little bit when NHL season starts. It's like, hey, you know, took the took the off season out of here, but we're back. Good to be back in the Discord. And then, and of course, we got all the fucking the, the lifers, you know, the guys are just there forever. And you guys are the absolute best, dude. So shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. It's absolutely electric. Uh, it's the eve of the NHL season, and it's just going to be a fucking shit show in there i can already tell so i'm so excited for that uh if you want to get in the discord but you're not in the discord you can reach out to myself or ryan on twitter we'll point you in the right direction or you can reach out to the hgp twitter account interns getting ready to absolutely kill it we're gonna have ourselves a year this year on twitter uh collectively all we're gonna try to be a little bit more active you know maybe not joel because joel only lurks on twitter and he's a little ghost boy but other than that we're all gonna be trying to pump out some good shit on the twitter yo so if you don't want to miss out that be sure to give us a follow but he can help you get into the discord too just reach out to him uh or what you can do is, I was watching a documentary, some alien documentary or something. I don't know, I was kind of drunk the other night. And uh, they were like, oh, these guys are communicating through lasers now. So I'll tell you what, you get yourself one of those wicked cat laser pointers and just start flashing it in Joel Meyer's eye or something. And maybe that'll like impose a question in his skull. How do I get in the Discord? And he'll fucking let you know. Oh, laser. Eh? Uh, one more thing. You didn't. You didn't ask me if uh, tennis is still going on. So uh, I got. I got to contribute something to the uh, the other sports conversation. Um, I'm, I've got a sweat going on. Carson Beck. I bet him for Heisman last week, 150 to one. And the logic was that the Georgia defense isn't really the problem with the team. It's 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 uh, or rather the offense isn't really the problem with the team. It's the defense, and that means the offense has to contribute even more. And uh, there's going to be uh, a lot of chaos going on in the Pac-12, where the favorites Michael Penix and Caleb Williams are. So uh, and Bo Nix too. Those guys, uh, their odds will mm-hmm. 
will um, go longer as they uh, lose games. So yeah, Carson Beck, I I heard you can find him two hundred to one today at a certain book. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, seventy five hundred to one. If you can find something like that, I highly recommend it. He's playing as as well as anyone, and he's going to be on the on a team that's likely going to go undefeated. So I, that's a great bet for me. Uh, he's not quite as good as those other guys, but he's got the best situation by far. So uh, yeah, that's that's another bet to look out, look out for. We're getting to that part of the or that time of the year where like kind of some guys start to kind of pull ahead of the pack a little bit when it comes to Heisman voting goes. So that's good to see. I'm excited. We're all going to be tracking that for sure. Yeah, and that uh, that Twitter account to follow us on is at hockey sgpn. So make sure you follow us there. Also make sure you follow us uh, and subscribe to the Hockey Yeoman Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. That's on Apple or Spotify. Make sure you go ahead and leave us a five star rating and review. And uh, make sure you turn on auto downloads. You get episodes in your feed as soon as they are published. That's uh, more important than ever now with with uh, the season starting. Make sure you get the the best line before it moves. Hell yeah, man. Um, so I'm, I'm investing in this game. So we're, we, we're doing our big work pool. I've told you guys about it, but part of our pool too is a pick six. So like you got to pick six spreads like to cover and you got to hit all of them. A uh, hundred dollars a week goes out of the pot. And so far nobody's won it, right? So there's nobody wins it. There's still 500 in the pot, but somebody has five picks and then they got, uh, they got Green Bay minus one and a half in it as well. So I'm, I'm happy. I don't want it to win. I want it to roll over so I can try and win it next week. And it'll be at 600, yo. So let's fucking go Raiders. Um, all right. Uh, what are we doing here? We're going to run through some news. We woke up to some big news coming out of the NHL today. A lot of teams trying to uh, trying to get some business done right before the season starts. And that was more evident uh, today than it's been I don't even know what I'm saying. There are fucking signings. Let's go here. Fans of Buffalo are going to be absolutely ecstatic. We got some news. We've been talking about some speculation on this before in the offseason. The Buffalo Sabres were able to ink defenseman Rasmus Dahlin to an eight-year, $11 million contract here. Uh, Rasmus Sandin, of course, was the first overall pick by the Sabres in the 2018 NHL entry draft. Uh, 23 years old. He's played 355 career games with a total of 46 goals, 187 assists for 233 points. Uh, over his career so far. Now, last year, obviously, he had a pretty big of a breakout season. 78 games played. He had 15 goals, 58 assists for 73 points. Um, solid signing, man. Locking this guy up long-term to the eight years is absolutely crucial. Uh, he's going to be an absolute rock star for them on the back end for time to come, especially with the likes of Owen Powers as well. Uh, on a Buffalo team that I think we're all expecting to be able to start trending up in the right direction. We saw that last year, so he's going to be a pretty significant part of that from time to come. Uh, I think I saw he's currently the third highest defenseman paid in the NHL right now. I think it's like Carlson, someone else, and then him. Uh, but even then, Kale McCarr is like even behind him too, and arguably Kale McCarr is not even arguably. He is the better defenseman, so just shows what good of a deal that McCarr deal is. But still, good on the Sabres, good for locking up Rasmus Dahlin. You got yourself a guy here, bro. Yeah, we talked about this when it was rumored, you know, probably a little bit over a month ago. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I, I've come around on it now. I mean, I, I trust Buffalo fans' uh, analysis of Dalian more than more than my own because I don't watch him all that often. But yeah, this is when this is when teams should lock up players. He, he's clearly going to be a, a top pair defenseman for them. Ethan Norris voting last year, still what, 23 years old. He's going to be 24 in April, so we still pay him through his through his 20 that's his prime he's going to be their top top dog there in, in buffalo so good for them getting him under contract there and they can afford it because they got they got a they got a steal on tage thompson at seven million and uh dylan cousin at seven million so they got a, they got dalene signed now then now uh, power is going to have a big payday next 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 uh summer yeah nothing more to add uh good signing good defenseman good job buffalo <laughs> right on 
Um, all right, keeping the news train going, we got some more news today. Uh, this one was a little bit more up in the air a little bit. We didn't really know where these two guys were going to land. This is almost like a double whammy here. Uh, news coming out of the Winnipeg Jets. And you know what? It might be cold and, and just boring and flat and miserable and empty and just nothing going on. But I'll tell you what. It's good enough for some people because we caught wind that Mark Shifley and Connor Hellebuck uh, were able to land matching seven-year, $8.5 million contracts over there in Winnipeg. Uh, this was big because, you know, there's a lot of speculation. A lot of guys wanted out. Maybe there's maybe it's a little messy behind the scenes. Obviously, there was the Hellebuck comment saying that I just want to win a Stanley Cup in the offseason. And we all know Mark Shifley's been floating his name out there for a while, too. Um, this is big though, man. You look at a guy like Mark Shifley, like uh, an important thing to note here is like fucking this guy's 30 years old. This contract will take him to, I think 38 cause he's still signed for one year this year as well. Uh, so this guy will most likely be a lifer with Winnipeg, dude. He will start his career. He was drafted, I think in like 2011 or 2012 or some shit like that. And he should, you know, barring something catastrophic end his career as a jet. And, you know, it's you see that a little bit in sports, you know, maybe less so these days. But uh, I think it's something to be said for that, too, especially when Winnipeg just came back uh, from Atlanta, maybe about like 2009, 2010, I think it was. So this is this is an important, an important piece for the fan base. And this is a fucking decent player looking to have a bounce back year. Obviously, last year he tailed off a little bit, but the team wasn't that great. He still put up 42 goals, though, which was uh which is pretty respectable. And then from Connor Hellebuck's point of view, you got your fucking number one goalie locked in, man. You got Connor Hellebuck on your team. I don't care who you are. You have a chance to win every single night. So um, that that's massive. You'll figure in these two parts out. And now hopefully this team can just focus on, you know, what's going on on the ice, what's going on in the locker room. None of this bullshit contracts or media stuff. Let's go out there and let's get some wins in Winnipeg, man. Yeah, I mean, it looked like it could have been a tumultuous summer up there in Winnipeg. They got rid of Blake Wheeler, but now, you know, the – Eve of this season, they're they're signing Shifley, signing Hellebuck. I like the Shifley signing. You know, I, I figured, you know, if if he's going to stay with the Jets, sign, sign him long term. He's going to be a a career Jet up there in Winnipeg. Yeah, he's still a solid guy. Going to be probably a top solid top six winger, top six forward for for most of his career. He play play center, not wing. But I, I think the Hellebuck thing here is is a bit more interesting. Like Hellebuck is is one of the most underrated goalies in the game. I think he's still he thinks he's probably one of the top five goalies in the game. But you don't. You don't often see goalies age well. I guess you can look at like Pekarina he won the Vesna when he was when he was 35, but Hellebuck's 30. He's been seeing a ton of shots every single season. The, the Jets just seem to run him into the ground. I think this is just more like okay, the Jets are putting all their eggs in this Hellebuck basket, which you know what, it might work for them. But we've also seen other teams like go with the okay, let's carry two or three goalies that that can get it done with like Carolina. Even Florida last year, Bob showed up in the playoffs, but it was Alex Lyon getting him there. It wasn't the big money goalie. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, in year four or five of this contract, looking back on it, be like, okay. I mean, it comes down to if Hallibuck's going to get hurt. And I think with all that wear and tear on the body and with not a great defense in front of him, it, it could be a, a long contract for him. So right now, maybe they're looking to to win right now and kind of bridge the gap with, with Perfetti coming up and, and a few more younger guys. But... I like the Shifley one. Uh, I'm more iffy on the uh, Hellebuck extension. Early in the offseason, I was kind of down on the Jets, knowing that uh, you know they were going to trade Dubois, and then these, these guys were unhappy and possibly would not stick around after the season, after the current contracts expired. But now that it's happened, now that they got them locked up, much like the Flames situation, um, I'm, I'm back in on the Jets. Yeah. I, now I have under 95 and a half points and over 91 and a half points. So maybe get, get a nice middle there. Um, but more importantly, I bet the 
them today, uh, 68 to one to win the cup and 33 to one to win the Western conference, because this is a team that was, uh, you know, they were leading the division for a, a stretch, a long stretch last season. And they were a short dog to the team that won the cup, the, the golden Knights, of course. And uh, they were the better team in the first two games before they just, I don't know, fell apart. And, uh, that, that was, that's another reason why I was, I was initially off them is because of the, uh, the um, locker room concerns, whatever the, the rumors that were swirling around, but they, you know, they shook it, shook things up, got rid of Blake Wheeler and um, Dubois. They they lost him, but they they also brought back a few death pieces and Velarde, I follow the party. So yeah, I like like you know they got Hellebuck, one of the best goalies in the league, and you know Morris in the back end, one of the best defensemen, and then uh, yeah, you got uh, Nikolai Ehlers, Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley. These guys are uh, great players there in, in Winnipeg. And in, in the weakest division, I think that the the Jets have a very good chance to make the playoffs. And if they do, just look out for them. I think that that's a, uh, a great bet considering uh, the experience of this team and the, the coach. He's he's made it to mm-hmm. the, the cup final just uh, a few years ago with the Stars. So, yeah, I, I, I like the, this team as a playoff team more, more than anything. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up too. I know we pumped their tires on the uh, the season preview as well, but Rick Bonus is a hell of a coach, man. So there's something to be said for that. Um, Ryan, the goaltending thing you talk about, it's interesting, yo. It makes for a good conversation because, like, for goaltending, you're like, oh, you know, you don't, you can't have a kid too young, right? You gotta, you know, maybe about 24, 25 is the ideal age for them to kind of take over a starter role. And then, you know, you're right. You think about it, there's not really too many goalies that successfully hang around towards the end of the career. You know, when you hit maybe 33, 34, so it's almost like you have like a, a little six-year, seven-year window there, which, you know, obviously it seems like a long time, but in the majority thing, it's really not. So. Um, you're right, Connor Hallibuck, the steal will kick in when he's 31 years old. How it will look, maybe in three, four, five years, you know, that's that's going to be interesting to see. Now, it's worth noting, too, with the expectations, the salary cap to rise, you know, maybe the eight or $8.5 million will look like what $5 million looks like right now, you know. So um, there's that side of it, too. But, yeah, it's uh, the, the health thing, I guess, will, will be an interesting question. Yeah, but also, like, thinking about it now like it's impossible to find a goalie in free agency like grubauer mm-hmm. got six million like so i guess this isn't too horrible for hellebuck at 8.5 million if he does get hurt you put him on ltir and, and you know have a solid backup but yeah I, I think that's something i didn't think about when i was talking about before like finding a goalie in free agency is just impossible and that's what you overpay like yeah. you know if you got 8.5 here that guy hits free agency you know there might be someone dumb enough to give him 10 you know like mm-hmm. You never know, especially you got that quality. You just want to win now, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, we're brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast, easy way to buy tickets for all the events near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and the rest price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Uh, the Game Time app experience is great. We got flash deals, last-minute tickets, images of seat views, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And they have their lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection, so they're fantastic. Um, so get them, uh, buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you are set. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And win bigger by betting smarter this season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every bet with historical stats and data. 
Enter any parlay into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching, researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, boys. We've been waiting all offseason to do this. I don't know about you guys, but I am so goddamn fucking stoked here. Gentlemen, we got a three-game slate for Tuesday, October 10th. We're also going to run through the Wednesday games, which are six of them, for a total of nine games. Boys, are we ready to rock and roll? Or are we ready to kickstart this fucking season or what? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, we are. We're going to rock it. We're going to start coming in hot. First game on the docket for the 2023-2024 NHL season and the HGP picks, baby. Let's get fucking going here. First game on the docket. We got the Nashville Predators against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Game itself is in Tampa. In typical, the most typical NHL fashion, the first game of the season is at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time p.m. on a fucking Tuesday. So who the hell is going to be able to watch it? But hell yeah, let's fucking do it. Nashville on the money line sitting at plus 140. Tampa Bay on the money line at minus 166. The over under is sitting at six and a half over paying off minus 102 or sorry we're gonna call it minus 105 the under minus 115 baby all right boys this is what i'm saying i talked about this last show that we were on and stuff and yes i know the vasilevsky injury is a little it's a little dicey you know there's a lot of question marks going out there in tampa bay and you know i think they got Jonas johansson's confirmed to start and goal for this team so you got Jonas johansson going out against uc saros obviously tampa bay should be the better team even without vasilevsky but you know what, man? I heard a little rumor. I was listening to our boy Carlo Koliakovo talking on his uh, first up. It's a morning show he does in Toronto here. And he was saying that he's got a couple pals over and around that Nashville dressing room. And they had a hell of an offseason. The boys are jamming. The boys are feeling good. And the boys are cooking. So you're going to give me that little inside intel on the first game at 530? This whole game is fucked. So you know what? I'm taking the fucking Nashville Predators. Give me the Preds a plus 140 here. Road dogs heading into Tampa to start the season. Uh, as far as an over-under goes here. I'm kind of liking the over, man. You know, a lot of people are leaning under. And yes, UC Saros is a great fucking goalie. But you got so much firepower up front when it comes to that Tampa Bay Lightning team. That Tampa team is going to be mad. And if things are popping out the way that, uh, from what I hear in Nashville, I I'm going to be thinking there's going to be some goals here. So give me the over and give me the Preds plus 140. I, I think uh, I... I, I see what's going on there in Nashville. Like I, I feel like there might be some value there, but th there's more light, more value here on the Lightning. I think they opened as over minus 200 when these odds first came out. Obviously, that was with with Vasilevsky. Johansson is not Vasilevsky. Maybe maybe that deserves a, a 40, 30 cent price difference. But I, I think the Lightning are still a much better team, top to bottom, than, than the Predators are. I don't know who's really going to score on this Predators team. I mean, O'Reilly is going to be a great, you know, two way shutdown center maybe as as their top line, but. After that, it's it's a lot of question marks. Uh, I still think Tampa Bay is going to, you know, they're at home, home opener. They, they have that advantage. Uh, they won every meeting last season, including one, uh, their most recent one. Their last one was in December. Brian Elliott started that one, and the Lightning won 5-2. So I think the Lightning here at, at minus 166, minus 170 around there, you know, it, it's a bit steep, but it, it's the Lightning against the Predators. It, you, you, you look at those, these two teams, Tampa Bay is just, just that much better, so... I like Tampa here. Uh, as far as the total is concerned, I probably lean to the under just because I don't know 
who's going to score for Nashville, but it's also, also Johansson. So no real play on the total. I, I just like the like, like the lightning here, though. Right. Obviously, these uh, prices have risen in terms of the um, the Preds and the the over, of course, after the Vasilevsky news, but not for weeks, really. I mean, uh, the, the prices stayed the same, or they just slowly drifted. But um, yeah, so now maybe maybe Ryan's right that it's gone too far, but not according to my numbers. I only have the Lightning at minus one thirty three here with JJ and Net. Uh, but I'm I'm kind of high on the Preds uh, just because yeah, like what Talon was mentioning, they they do have a a young fast team, um, a lot of young guys coming up, and uh, Andrew Brunette, um, offensive coach, he's helped every team he's been a part of, whether it was the the Panthers or the Devils, of course. And um, yeah, they 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 started scoring more goals when he joined. So I think the same thing can happen here with the Preds. Um, so yeah, I mean even even now I, I think there's still a little bit of value left on both the over uh and uh, the preds here it's just um yeah it, it's 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 tough to take a road dog and uh you know the home opener and all that but um that, that's that's the way i would go with with uh with this game should we preface this whole show with that it's day fucking one of the nhl and literally anything can happen we don't know but you know by week two we'll be rocking and rolling but um, all right, we're going to keep it going here. Second game on the docket at the 8 p.m. time slot here. We got the Chicago Blackhawks against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Game itself is in Pittsburgh. We're seeing the first official game of uh, Connor Bedard. And what better way to do it than playing against Sid the Kid? I think that's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, Chicago on the money line sitting at plus 200. Pittsburgh on the money line at minus 245. Penguins on the puck line. Uh, minus one and a half is paying off plus 105. The over-under is at six and a half. Over sitting at minus 120. The under plus 100. Mr. Meyer. I'm throwing this one back to you, buddy. What do we got going on in uh, Britsburg here? Uh, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, my, I've got minus two of three for the Penguins, so uh, closer to the, the Chicago side. But uh, I think that there's a lot more room for the Blackhawks to be bad. Um, and I think that they are probably the second worst team in the league. We'll see if that, that bears fruit, if that turns out true. But uh for now i think that the um the, the best bet in this game is just the over because the blackhawks are going to score but they're also going to get a, a fuckload of goals and that's uh um kind of the inverse for the penguins where they have an excellent offense but defensively they're in trouble especially uh when carlson is on the ice um so yeah this this team is going to be very fun this pittsburgh team and I, I think that the best play for this one is just uh back in the goals but uh for the side i i do like the penguins which is why i also like the uh the penguins team told is just taking both i think that both teams can score so uh that's that's doubly true for the pens here against a very weak blackhawks defense and then goaltending with Morazic. yeah i think the over is definitely going to be a good look here two teams that are going to want to come out come out flying a little bit and chicago you know has that top line that that can maybe score it looks like ryan donato is going to be the other flank with taylor hall and connor bernard so not not a lot of confidence there uh, that line, their defense isn't great, but yeah, the Pittsburgh, this is going to be a healthy Pittsburgh team. This is going to be as healthy as they're going to be all season. Even J- Jake Gensel could potentially play as a game time decision. He was originally ex- supposed to miss, I think, a- at least the first few weeks. So we got Penguins coming in hot. Crosby pissed off after missing the playoffs last year. I think I see a big Penguins win here. I'm going to go uh, gonna call on the puck line here. Penguins minus That's, one and a it's half. A, it's a revenge game, right? Yes, the Blackhawks oh, knocked is. out it's the Pens. Absolutely. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like the uh, Penguins on the puck line. Uh, minus one and a half, plus 105. 
don't don't hate the uh, race to four. I think that's at minus 105 if you're opposed to the team total. But yeah, this game, I think goals is a good bet. So the over, but I do like the Penguins on the puck line quite a bit. Yeah, this is a game where you kind of got to you got to lean towards the over at six and a half when you're looking at this. You know, you got the superstar emerging in Connor Bedard. And then, you know, you look at obviously the stars on Pittsburgh, like Malkin and Crosby still got it. You know, if Gun still plays 100 percent as well. Um, and then you just look at the goaltending, bro. What do we got? We got Peter Morazic going one on one with Tristan Jari. Like, I'm surprised there'll be any puck stop this goddamn game. So the over at six and a half is very enticing at minus 120. Uh, I'm with you guys, though. Like, uh, you look at we talked about this ample amount of times in this offseason when it comes to the Chicago team. Look who they surrounded that absolute killer with and Connor Bedard. Well, not really too much, right? So uh, I think even them themselves are anticipating to have a, a shit year. I think there's no way around that. And, you know, might as well start it off with a fucking bang and started off just getting the wheels beat off you by pittsburgh so i'm gonna be all over the penguins on this game uh, i like them in regulation uh, minus 145 so getting the win done and uh in regulation i do like that uh the puck line's kind of interesting too you know minus one and a half at plus 105 i'll, I'll be eyeing that but yeah pittsburgh regulation is my main play and then the over i'll probably sprinkle a little bit on that as well uh, okay, moving down to the 10.30 p.m. game. Uh, it's the last game on the Tuesday night. Uh, we got the Seattle Kraken against the reigning Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights, baby. Uh, Seattle, the game itself is in Vegas, by the way. Seattle on the money line sitting at plus 142. Vegas on the money line at minus 170. The over-unders at 6.5. Uh, overpaying off plus 110. The under minus 130. Oh, it's a good Seattle team last year. We talked and talked and talked and went on and on and on about the depth that they have. But if there's any team that can match that depth, you know, it's it's the Vegas Golden Knights, man. This team through and through is pretty fucking sick, uh, pretty solid from the top of their lineup to the bottom of their lineup. And they kind of rolled it back last year. We talked about that uh, or this season. Rather, we talked about that in uh, their division preview. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to be on Vegas at home, minus 170. They're going to be raising the banner as well, so that's going to be absolutely electric. The boys are going to be buzzing. Jackie Aces, Jack Eichel was at the uh, Raiders game tonight. They had him on the broadcast in halftime, so he looked like he was amped up, ready to go. He had the Stanley Cup with him, so I'm going to be all over the Vegas Golden Knights at minus 170 here. Uh, as far as over-under goes here, man... I'm going to lean towards the under at six and a half here at minus 130. Obviously, there's some questions in goal for both teams. Um, but one of the things, man, when it comes to those banner raising games, like you're amped up, you're ready to go. And then you got to sit there for about, you know, 10, 15 fucking minutes bonus time to go through this whole ceremony. You know, the game says it starts at 1030. This puck's not going to drop until almost 11 o'clock, for Christ's sake. So uh, I think it might be a little bit slow at the gate just because of that. So if you're going to give me the six and a half and minus 130, I will be on the under. Yeah, I'm with you there on the under. Uh, maybe even play down to under six if you can get that at around even money. I think this will be a lower-scoring game. I could see Dave Haxtell and the Kraken just trying to slot things up a bit. Because I, for my money, I mean Vegas is a more has better talent on their team. But I think looking at the forward group, Seattle might be the deeper team now with uh, Tavine and Gord, Brookstrand third line. I take that over Connor Carlson and, and Amadio there fourth line as well. So I think the Kraken are going to you know. Play it, play it slow. They're going to be pissed off. They got to sit around and wait for this fucking banner to be raised and, and the rings and all that shit. So they'll be, they'll be, they'll be coming up. They'll be wanting to get a win. They'll, they'll be, you know, playing, playing their game. They'll be, you know, making sure there's not too many scoring chances against seeing if uh, Philip Gruber can continue his, his playoff form into the season. I, I think Matty Benier is coming into this game after a uh, Calder trophy win. Yeah, I think the Kraken here, plus 140, plus 150, if you can get that. I, I, I like that here. I think there's some value on that one. 
yeah, I love the under six and a half minus one thirty, or even under under six, maybe un, under five and a half if if that those odds are good enough. I uh, it's uh, I, I'm 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 with the Kraken here, uh, just because uh, I think that these teams are very similar, very closely rated. Um, I only have the Knights as minus one thirty five favorites, so at plus one forty two, that that's a small edge there. I haven't I haven't bet it yet, but I think I could find a better number than that, maybe even closer to uh, puck drop. Um, and yeah, I, I do like that that under as well. I uh, expect some, I don't know, some scoring aggression from the Kraken, who had a historically high shooting percentage last year. And uh, well, we'll have to see if Grubauer turns back into a, a pumpkin, but uh, he, he certainly played better than he did the, the year before. So, yeah, Kraken could be a sneaky under team this year. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll see if the, the Golden Knights third period magic continues. Like, uh, it's been a while, but... Uh, yeah, it's been a while, and, and they they keep performing a way better in the third period than uh, than the first or second. So we'll see if that trend continues. But yeah, it's it's a cracking and under for me. Yeah, and I think this this is, you, you pointed out this is a good game to look maybe for your for your first live bet. I know it's going to be a late game; it's going to be eleven thirty on the East Coast by the time really the first period's over. But you no, know, if the, if the Knights go down early and they're plus odds, it might be worth a look. Or if, it, if it's like just scoreless through one period and the total's like four and a half, you know, maybe it'll open up a bit after a uh, a slow start after sitting sitting for so long. All right, and it's worth noting too, uh, just in case we do surprisingly have any new uh, any new listeners or pals of the show here. Uh, Jolie does do his own numbers, man. He's got his own little model that he pumps up. So when you hear him be like, "Yeah, I got them at this," you know, that's uh, that's that's what we're kind of referring to a little bit here, yo. So uh, shout out to our boy Joel for putting the effort in, man. Oh, kudos, you know. Hey, it's not that sophisticated of a model. It's just a general <laughs> baseline. That, I'm uh, pumping your tires, bro. Come on, tell him fuck that. You got it. You got fucking Corsi in there. You got a bunch of shit. What are you talking about here? <laughs> you got, you got chip. You got PDO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you got you got more than what 99% of betters have. So it, it's it's definitely it's definitely worth 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 mentioning there. Um. All right. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, Underdog fantasy just introduce scorchers go five for five and pick them scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout and for a limited time underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to 500 dollars. of course 100,000 sundays continue on underdog fantasy 10 lucky players will win ten thousand dollars each so watch along make your picks maybe make a little cash over on underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com and when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right, here we're moving on to the Wednesday slate for Wednesday, the October the 11th. Uh, we got six games set up, and oh, boys, are we starting off with a fucking banger here. Let's go here. All right, first game on the docket. We got... The Montreal Canadiens, the Habitat, the Montreal, the Blue Blanc et Rouge going heads up against the Toronto Maple Leafs, baby. Game itself is in Toronto. Uh, Montreal on the money line is going to be sitting at plus 240. Leafs on the money line is at minus 300. The over-under is at 6.5. Overpaid off minus 110. The under minus 110 as well. Uh, Leafs on the puck line also sitting at minus 120 at minus 1.5 here. 
All right, boys. It's fucking Leafs hockey. You guys hate it. I love it. Here we are. Let's get fucking right into it. Um, this Toronto Maple Leaf team, this is something that I brought up when we did uh, their season preview or whatever you want to call it. Uh, a lot of turnover, man, from the top to the GM to the coaching staff. Everybody except for Sheldon Keefe is new. Uh, and then just the on-ice product. We saw plenty of guys go out the door. We saw plenty of new guys come in. And plenty of rookies, surprisingly, made this team as well. As of right now on the roster, you still have, obviously, Matthew Nyes, uh, Frazier, Minton, and Easton Cow. And is still on the fucking roster. Whether he suits up tomorrow night or not, that'll be a whole different thing, but kind of interesting. But anyways, the point is there was a lot of new faces here uh, in this organization, and I stand by my initial take of I think they're going to be slow out of the gate just because of that. So to, to see them at minus 300, yes, they're playing the Habs. Yes, the Habs fucking stink. But you know what? Everybody knows, or at least you should know, Montreal plays up against Toronto every goddamn time that they play each other, especially in this building, uh, Air Canada Center or Scotiabank Arena, whatever the hell it's called here. So uh, I would definitely be saying no, be being nowhere near the minus 300 on the Leafs. It kills me to say this, yo. I'm kind of looking at the Habs puck line at plus one and a half, at plus 100. Uh, I think that it's going to be a little bit closer than everybody likes to think. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't see much or I wouldn't put it past Montreal winning this game in fucking overtime or something stupid like that. It absolutely kills me to say it, but I'm just going to be weary if I had to play it. I'm not going to bet it because, you know, I'm a fucking dumbass and I can't bet against my team. But uh, I, I would be leaning that way. And as far as over under goes, I'm taking the under here, man. Uh, I know we got a lot of firepower, especially offensively from both sides of the teams here. But like I said, I'm expecting the Leafs to kind of come out a little bit slow. And then uh, just Montreal as themselves, you know, I think they're a shit team. They got good offense. Don't get me wrong. But I just think collectively they fucking stink. So uh, give me the under six at minus 110 and give me the Habs on the puck line at plus one and a half, plus 100. Yeah, I did already take the over in this game. But the more the more I look at it, the more I am, you know, not as confident in that. But. Yeah, I was eyeing up that Canadians plus one and a half, plus 100. Uh, even before, before you said it there, these two teams do typically play kind of kind of closer games. And, and of course, that also opens up the option for if Montreal scores first, getting, getting the Leafs plus one and a half, getting a nice middle opportunity there, which, you know, you guys know I love there. Sonic um, is back. Bro. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog, always. Uh, but yeah, you, you can't lay minus 300. I really think on on anyone this early in the season, maybe in a few games we'll we'll get to that. But yeah, I think if if you have to bet aside, let sprinkle a little bit on the Canadians, maybe a little bit bigger, bigger of a sprinkle on the Canadians puck line at, at even money. But that, that's probably the the only two looks I, w- I would give for this game. Uh, I'm with you guys on the on the Habs, um, but I wouldn't do the plus one and a half. I would just go with the, the money line plus two forty. It's uh, I think far more worth it. Uh, it was, you know, given the history that the Leafs have with the Canadians, Canadians, yeah, this is like their, um, you know, Stanley Cup finals every year. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I only have it minus 245 for the Leafs anyway, and that's just, uh, the pure power rating. So if you add in the, uh, situational stuff, the history, uh, I think that there's value on that, uh, Habs plus 240, but I, I also like the over, uh, the, I think that the Leafs are going to be, uh, better offensively, especially with, um, Matthews, I think having some positive regression. But uh, worst defensively overall, because I looking at that blue line, it's it's not ideal. But their forward group has improved, so yeah, I think that the, 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 they'll be um, in more high-scoring games this year. And the Canadians, you know, uh, we mentioned all the time, Martin Saint-Louis, he's an excellent offensive mind and gets the young guys playing with uh, the speed and 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 uh, yeah, so they'll they'll score goals too. I'm I'm not loving either goalie, so. 
yeah, I like the over six and a half minus uh, one ten. All right, here moving down. Uh, we are going to the seven o'clock time slot again. We have the Ottawa Senators against the Carolina Hurricanes. Game itself is in Carolina. Uh, Ottawa in the money line sitting at plus one seventy. Carolina in the money line at minus two oh five. The over under is at six. Both over under sitting at minus one ten. Uh, Carolina on the puck line at minus one and a half is paying off plus one twenty. Uh, right guy, gonna go to you on this one, buddy. What do you uh, what do you think we got going on in Carolina here? These are my two pretty much secondary teams going out. Yeah, I was going to say uh, it. <laughs> I'm an honorary uh, Hurricanes fan. Just, I, I've loved betting on them, but also an honorary Sens fan for my boy, my boy Claude up there. Uh, yeah, I like the Sens in this one, uh, especially at plus 170. I think there's a lot of value there. The Hurricanes, we still, you know, we saw plenty of times last season. Hurricanes would have so much more expected goals for, so many more shots, and they just wouldn't be able to score. They're, they're going to dump. They're going to chase. They're going to cycle. But Ottawa, I think, has the guys to kind of match up against that with, with Chabot, with Chikorin, with Sanderson to you know get the puck out of their zone. And you know Carolina's going to slog things up. But I think Ottawa has more talent with the likes of Stutzel, Kachuk, Drew, Tarasenko can score. Like So I like Ottawa here, plus 170. But I do like the under 6, minus 110, possibly a bit more. It's going to be a low-scoring game. That's just the, w- the way Carolina plays. Uh, their last few matchups have all been under the total last season, 3-2, 3-2 on overtime, 4 nothing. So, yeah, I like love the under here and also like the Senators as a uh, underdog. That's a good point about being able to move the puck. Uh, Sens defense is uh, it's full of puck movers. You mentioned them all. Um, so that that's a, that's an interesting matchup advantage. Um, yeah, and it should be no surprise to any uh, faithful listener that I'll be on the, on the Sens in this game. I've been uh, high on them all offseason. And so, yeah, I'm higher than the market is on them. So I'll... We'll take the plus 170. It's only minus 163 for the Hurricanes for me. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's tough back in these road dogs, especially in all these home openers. But uh, I won't be going too heavy on them. But, yeah, I got to go where I got to go. And uh, that means backing um, a bunch of road dogs in a less than ideal situation. So, yeah, sound, no real opinion on the total. Um, I mean, Sens game. This is kind of low for uh, – Ascends total, but um, the Hurricanes have the ability to shut down themselves. So, yeah, Corpusell's first game is ascend, presumably. Um, no, no opinion on the total, but uh, definitely lean to the sense for a side strongly. Um, for myself here, I kind of gotta go against the grain a little bit here. Yo, I'm I'm doing the same thing I did last year, and that's when everybody was talking up Ottawa. I'm gonna tell you, you're all fucked in the head. Okay, <laughs> give me Carolina in this game. Uh, minus two hundred five is a little bit too pricey for my liking, a little bit too much juice. But uh, so I will be looking more towards regulation. That's probably sitting at maybe like. I don't know, minus 130 or something around there, minus 140. Um, so I'll be on Carolina in regulation. I just think there's a lot of talk going on with Ottawa, but it's not that pretty, man. We're talking. Don't get me wrong. Defense is great. The puck moving defense, one, that's a great point. You look at the likes of Jacob Chikrin. That guy's going to be an absolute killer. Excited to see what he does with this team. But still, Carolina is a dominant team. You look at last year, if Boston didn't put up the home numbers they did, everyone would have been talking about Carolina as one of the best teams at home all fucking year long. So we're going to start the season at home for these guys. I see them just beating the fucking piss out of Ottawa here, man. We don't really know what we're going to get out of Jonas Corpusello. He's a serviceable goalie. You know, a lot of a lot of pressure on the guy here, though. He's supposed to be the number one and be the guy that 
really puts this team over the edge a little bit. Uh, meanwhile, we got my boy Steady Freddy back there at Carolina. I don't know if it's going to be him playing or if it's going to be Antti Ranta. Uh, either way, man, I, I like I like the Hurricanes in this. They made a couple notable moves in the offseason. I'm a Michael Bunting guy. Come on, we know that. So uh, I, I'm excited to see uh, how this Carolina team looks out of the gate here. I will be on them in regulation. As far as over-under goes, I don't love it either way. I don't I. Traditionally, Carolina had a little bit of trouble scoring goals last year. Uh, Ottawa, uh, I don't love it either way, but I guess I would probably be on the under minus one ten. Did you guys see that the Hurricanes loaned uh, loaned Coochie to the Syracuse Crunch, the the Lightning's AHL team? Yeah, because they don't have, have one. They don't have one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's uh, that could be some some kind of trade that Tampa Bay goes for if Fassi doesn't you know heal properly. Yeah, potentially. He, is he still on like a rookie deal or like a fucking like 900,000 deal or something? I would assume so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You never know. Could be. Uh, that I Can we just talk about that for a second? I fucking hate how that's a thing. Like every NHL team should have like an AHL affiliate. I'm sorry. Um, I know that there is even some talks of like teams coming into the league and not even being affiliated with anyone. Like what the fuck are we doing here, man? Like it's, yeah, you can call it professional hockey. Sure, you're getting paid, but I mean like. Uh, I don't know. I just hate that for this reason. Exactly. Yeah. From, from what I read, it's like the owners want the team to be competitive versus the NHL team wanting players to develop down there, which like get yeah. over yourself. If you want the team to be competitive, buy an NHL team. Don't buy an NHL team. Yeah. And that's why they should be affiliated so that like money doesn't yeah. matter. Right. Like you shouldn't yeah, exactly. be trying to make a pro like a crazy profit, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um. All right. Moving down to the 7.30 p.m. time slot here. We have the Chicago Blackhawks against the Boston Bruins. Game itself is at Boston in the garden. Let's fucking go. Uh, Chicago on the second night of a back-to-back. Holy shit. They're going to get the wheels blown off them. Uh, Chicago on the money line sitting at plus 245. Boston on the money line at minus 305. The over-unders at six. Both over-under paying off minus 110. Uh, Bruins on the puck line is sitting at minus 125. Boys, I was skimming through Chicago's schedule. And like, yeah, they play like know arizona here and there or whatever but there's a chance this team doesn't win a fucking game until december like i'm just telling you right now i think that they're that bad obviously it's hockey that's not going to happen they're going to get a couple wins along the way here but it's not going to be on this night on the second night of a back-to-back second game of the season uh, against the bruins bruins are just going to beat the fucking piss out of them so how do you play it you know do you take bruins team total you take bruins puck line bruins regulation whatever one of those you feel like whatever one fucking gets you hard that's going to be the play to go uh over under here man i'm gonna lean towards the over again you know that's uh i can see the bruins putting up fucking seven who's who even is who the hell is fucking chicago's backup goalie i don't even know so whoever it is i feel bad for this guy because he's gonna be fucking shoulder blown Oh well, uh, <laughs> I can't. Even, I can't remember the last time. I, I think had. he's had. He, I think he had like a like a few a, games, a, a few decent games. This guy's neck is gonna be fucking redder than the devil's dick by the end of this game because that's how hard the goal light's gonna be going on, <laughs> yo. So give me the over. Give me the Bruins every way possible. Yeah, like I, I, I want to talk myself here into you know the Blackhawks gonna have a game under their belt. Bruins coming in kind, kind of rusty a little bit, and also just. Just I wanna, a side note here. Look, looking at these Bruins lines, you got first line JVR, Zaka, Pasta, then Marchand, Coyle, DeBrusque, Trent Frederick, uh, Portra, and, and Geeky. Like the Bruins just do not look like the Bruins up front. But their defense: McAvoy, Grizzlick, Lindholm, Carlo, Shattenkirk in the third pair. And of course, they still have Allmark and Swayman and Nett. So yeah, I, I I can't bring myself to bet on the Blackhawks, but also can't bring myself to bet on the Bruins minus three hundred five or. Puck line minus 125. 
Uh, I do like the over here. Uh, Soderblom is is not good. He has not had good NHL numbers. So over six minus one ten is my play for this one. Well, looking at the the market here, the the Penguins are minus two forty five favorites, and the the Bruins are minus three oh five. So I don't think that they're factoring in much of the uh, the back to back situation here, because uh, that's about what the Bruins are better than the Penguins at, like around fifty cents there. Um, so that that's that's interesting, and that'll only go up as pe- more people realize who the fuck is in net for the for the Blackhawks in the in the second game of the back to back. So yeah, I mean it's it's Bruins are nothing. I only have in minus two sixty, but still, given the situational advantage, absolutely love Boston in this spot um, and the over. Yeah, sure. Uh, I do think the Bruins will be able to uh, protect their net like they have all year long last year until the the fucking playoffs. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, I don't try to trust the over. I mean, Bruins team total, I think, is it was the way to look. Uh, just gonna light up the Soderbloom bloom character. Uh, um, so yeah, I, I think the Bruins are the the way to go here. Uh, all right, we're moving down to the 10 p.m. time slot again here. We got a good division game. This will be a nice one. We have the Edmonton Oilers against the Vancouver Canucks. Game itself is in Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers on the money line is sitting at minus 160. Uh, Vancouver on the money line is sitting at plus 135. Uh, the total is at seven. Over sitting at plus 110. The under at minus 130 here. This one's kind of interesting, man. Like, division games, what do I always say? Division games matter. Well, we don't really know how these teams are playing against each other so far in the division because it's the fucking second day of the season, for Christ's sakes. But I want to believe that it's going to be a little bit closer. You know, I still... You got to... You got to lean Edmonton. You know McDavid's going to want to be coming out there and starting the season hot. Guy could obviously get like three or four points to start the year for Christ's sakes. But we talked about it in the season previews. I think I think most all three of us are a little bit higher on this Vancouver Canucks team than we were last year. We're expecting to see a little bit more progression uh, with Thatcher Demko in that, with some of the stars they had up front. If Elias Patterson can have himself another great year, so I I, I like the Oilers. I don't know. Canucks at home are enticing too, though. But one thing that I am interested in here is the over seven of plus 110. Yes, this is a shitload of goals. There's something I was going to say. I was We were going to do a segment about like hot takes, but it just didn't happen a couple shows ago. So, But one of my takes was going to be, I can see Jack Campbell stealing this starting role back this year. I watched him in preseason. He's got new equipment. He looks big. He's playing well. He's playing confident. He looks like the Jack Campbell that I watched go to the All-Star game a few years ago in Toronto. Call me biased. Yes. But part of Jack Campbell stealing the starting role would mean, and also... Stuart Skinner playing himself out of that role. Now, obviously, it was a bit of a tandem, but he was the overall number one for this team last year. And I can see him, you know, maybe maybe having a tough start to the season a little bit. And if he lets in like a five or a six spot against the Oilers here first game of the season, I can see how that kind of starts the ball rolling here. So I'm going to be looking at the over seven at plus 110, and then I'm going to be taking the Oilers at minus 160. Yeah, I'm with you there on the over. You know, it's always hard to bet an, an over seven, especially in, in a team's first game. Uh, but I, I think these, these are two teams that have the ability to score, you know, four, four or five goals a piece. Like this is a, these are teams that can easily get to seven goals. And yeah, for a side, I, I probably lean to the Canucks. You know, underdogs in the home opener. I think you kind of kind of have to bet that plus one thirty thirty six. I think it's a, a decent price there. I think Canucks are coming in. With high hopes, you got you got you got Rick Tockett there, first full season. They were great in the second half. So yeah, I think Vancouver at home as an underdog here is a good play. 
And yeah, I think, you know, Campbell could steal the, the, the net back. I think they want him to take the net with, with his contract and, you know, second year in the system, you know, maybe he figured something out in the offseason and be able to be able to get it. So that would only be another plus for Edmonton having the two strong goalies that they could just have like a one A, one B with. Talon is right. I am high on the, the Canucks, but I'm also high on the Oilers, evidently more high, higher is proper English. Um <laughs> Since my number is all the way up to minus 190 for Edmonton, which makes sense because they are my um, um, number two team in the league. Uh, very close to the Devils and Hurricanes, anyway. Um, and the, yeah, I mean, the, the home open for the Canucks, I think that they're the only home dog in the entire first two days here. So that's interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, I think they was just the much better team. And uh, I think that this, this price is just. Uh, it's too, it's too um too good to be true. <laughs> not 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 too too good to be true. It's just too good to pass up. Um, and as for the total, uh, I I have never in my life seen a, a seven on uh, the a team's first game in the season. You know, past few years we've seen totals go up as uh, more teams are scoring more goals. But uh, this is the first time I've seen a seven on the on the, the first uh, couple days of a season. So, yeah, I, I can't back it over. It makes sense. You know, these are two very high-scoring teams, but the, the Canucks did get better defensively as the season went on because of their new head coach. And uh, I think expect uh, Thatcher Demko to be better. And um, the Oilers' goaltending is, 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 uh, was decent, too. So, yeah, I know, I know anything can happen in the Oilers' game in terms of the goals, but I think that you, you, can't, you can't back it over seven in the, in the first game of the season. So... I guess I'll lean to the under, but I'll probably just stay away from that altogether. But uh, probably end up back in the Oilers here, just because um, I think minus one sixty or so is, is just uh, it's too long. Hell yeah, you like them long though, no? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, keeping things rocking and rolling here, going to the 10 p.m. time slot again. We have the Colorado Avalanche against the LA Kings. Game itself is in Los Angeles here, boys. We got to fucking pick them. Hell yeah. Uh, both teams on the money line sitting at minus 110. The over-under sitting at six and a half. Overpaying off plus 102. The under minus 122. Of course, Mr. Joel Meyer. What the fuck is up with your Colorado Avalanche? They're getting a win here on the road, no? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, this is the, the closest game, obviously. Minus 110 each way. And... Yeah, I think the Avs are the better team. The Kings have um, a new look about them with Pierre-Luc Dubois in, a few guys out, including uh, the likes of John Dersey, Kapari, I follow. Um, and the goaltending is, is a bit in flux, too. At the Who the fuck's a goalie now? <laughs> it's Copley? Uh, yeah, Copley. Yeah, he got it. And Cam Talbot. Is I'm not he sure trying? he's starting. I'm not sure. I'm trying to look into yeah. it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, t- uh, Copley had a... A decent uh, debut season, um, but he's he's not um, Corpusal. At least uh, the, the way Corpusal played for the Kings towards the end of the year. I mean, that's why they went out and got him. So and Cam Talbot is is no uh, is no Dominic Hasek. So yeah, the goaltending uh, is a bit of a problem for the Kings, I think. But they do have a defense to protect them. Um, and the the Abs, of course, uh, probably the best defensive core in the league. And I think that that's. Uh, Going to decide this game. He's, he's got the better defense and and uh, can move the puck up from the back end, especially in the Avs case where the uh, you know Makar plays like an auxiliary forward. So yeah, I mean my line is minus one six for the Avs. So uh, yeah, it's the better team here, but um, I, I think it's just too close to call. 
But if I had to play a side, I'd play the Avalanche. And yeah, I don't really have an opinion on the on the total. At uh, I mean, kind of lean to the under. The Avs were a sneaky good defensive team last year, and um, and uh, they had to rely on their power play a lot because they didn't get any depth scoring. But we'll see if that changes this year with uh, a new look above the bottom six. But yeah, I don't I don't feel strongly enough to play anything on the on the total. But uh, definitely lean to the Avs for the side. Yeah, I don't really have too much yet on this game. I did take the over six at minus 109 I was able to get. I think that, you know, getting that push insurance helps a little bit. But, yeah, it's a pick I'm here. I think the Kings are going to try to try to slow things down. That's going to be their their style this year, you know, having Kopitar, Dubois, and Deneau down the middle. But I think the Avs have the the offense to, you know, get past that and, and force the Kings to play more aggressively. So I think if I, ha- if I had to take a side, I-, I would take the Avs minus 110. I mean, I think they are the better team. I think the, the Kings were good at home last year, I'm pretty sure, and they, they had some pretty good home ice advantage. But I think the Avs do overcome that, especially with minus 110. We'll, we'll see if the line moves, if I'm willing to take anything. But, yeah, I do like the over six at minus 110, six and a half at, at plus odds. I, I, I guess it's fine, too. Uh, I see this game kind of opening up a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, overall, I think a lot of people are, are sleeping on the LA Kings this year, man. You know, but I, I also think that it, it doesn't matter what's happening. You, you can't get any sleep when you're playing against Nathan fucking McKinnon, okay? The Nate dog will wake you up no matter what's going on. And we're going to see that in this game out here, dude. I'm so excited to see McKinnon, uh, likes of Branson. I'm really excited to see how Jonathan Druin fits in with this team as well here. Uh, so I will be back in the Colorado Avalanche. You look at the defensive core they have with a healthy Bowen Byram as well. Kale McCarr, Girardi like fucking Devin tapes they got they got killers on this back end bro and you know one of the thing you know that you can talk about this colorado team last year they had a lot of injuries well guess what you're never going to be as healthy as you are at the start of the season so uh going on the road here i really do like them and that's no that's no slouch against the kings i'm high on them as well but uh give me give me colorado at minus 110 in a pick them on the road uh and then as far as over under goes here i forgot about cam talbot man i am a cam talbot guy uh i loved him at winnipeg I thought I, th- I will always bring up this stat when they traded for Marc-Andre Fleury. I think it was two years ago when he was the goalie with them as well. Uh, Kim Talbot went undefeated for the rest of the season after they brought Fleury in. And Minnesota still started Fleury over him in the playoffs. And that makes no fucking sense to me. So this guy's an absolute stud. Made a name for himself backing up Roberto Luongo. I do like him. And then Gorgiev is a fucking killer too, yo. Excited to see what he does as a second year as a bonafide number one in this league. Which thus leads me to taking the under six and a half in this game at minus 122. Uh, all right, moving down to the last and final game on the docket here. We got a team. We got two teams that we were all, you know, kind of pumping the tires a little bit in the previews here. Uh, we got the Winnipeg Jets against the Calgary Flames. Game itself is in Calgary here. Uh, Winnipeg on the money line sitting at plus 114. Calgary on the money line at minus 135. The over-under is at 6.5. Uh, overpaid off plus 100. The under minus 120. Mr. Ryan Gilbert, would you do us the pleasure of taking us home uh, on this inaugural 2023-2024 HGP NHL season. Uh, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I, I love the under six and a half here at minus 120. You got Hallibuck coming off this contract extension. You got Jacob Markstrom trying to have a bounce back season. I think the team's going to play play well, play well defensively in, in front of them. So I like the under six and a half minus 120. 
But I like the Jets here as a dog. I think this game should probably be closer to a pick 'em. Uh, I was able to get the Jets at plus 125. I think plus 114, plus 115 around there. Still pretty good. You know, they they lost Wheeler in the offseason, lost Dubois, but got got a few good pieces. Filardi playing top line for them. Iafalo playing third line. They, they got you know they got decent depth. Uh, Josh Morrissey was was a great uh, Norris Trophy candidate last year for them. I think they're trying to finally figured things out on defense. Obviously, anytime you have Connor Halbuck in net, you're going to have a great chance to win. So, yeah, I think the Jets here as an underdog are, are a pretty good look at, at plus 114. I do see a, a lower scoring game. So under six and a half at minus 120. I know I started the show talking about the, my Jets bets, but, um, you know, I'm still high on the flames here. Uh, I think that they're, they're going to have a great bounce back season after the disaster that was last year in terms of just horrible luck. And a bit of um, um, you know a bad locker room vibes with the few players and head coach not getting along. But there's a new coach in town. Well, it's actually the assistant coach just stepping up to the main role, which I like even better because uh, you know it's the same guy who was on the bench um, a couple of years ago when the when the Flames were uh, you know one of the best teams in the West and and yeah and, uh, and favored against the Oilers in that series in uh, 2020 yeah 2022 playoffs 2021. Yeah, 2022 playoffs. Um, so, yeah, I think that the Flames will have a, a bounce back here, and they'll be more like that team, even even without Goudreau and Kachuk. But, uh, and, and and speaking of, they got Huberto in town from that deal, and he had a bad opening season with the Flames, but I think that he'll have a better one. And uh, Nazem Kadri kind of slowed down towards the end of last season, but he was one of their more impressive players last year. I think that he keeps that up. Um so, yeah, I, I like the Flames here. Only minus 135. My number is minus 145. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure why the total is at 6.5 either. I think that that should be um, 6 <laughs> uh, with, with uh, both goalies playing well. I mean, I, I hope we can't just assume that Markstrom's going to go back to the classic Markstrom, but that's the hope and my belief anyway. So, yeah, I like the under here quite a bit as well. Yeah, for myself, um, I'm leaning – I know we just talked about, you know, Winnipeg a little bit to start the show, and obviously we've been high on them, but I'm leaning on in the flames here, man. I like Calgary. I think we all talked about we want to have them have a bounce-back season. Uh, let's face it, for the likes of, you know, uh, a Jonathan Huberdeau in particular, like, it, it literally can't get worse. It cannot be as worse as what we saw last year, and whether that just be a change of scenery, maybe maybe his heart wasn't, you know, fully in it, whatever it might have been, not to say that we know that, but still, like, it, it can't get worse. This player's too fucking good to only be putting up, what, like, 56 points or something stupid like that. You're going to see Huberto pop off, and he's going to want to start strong with the strong season, so uh, as long with him, and as well as the entire Calgary Flames, man. Like, this is a team last year that, what did they lose? Like, 14 games in overtime, and then they ended up missing the playoffs, like, by two points or something stupid like that. So uh, this is a team that definitely has a bonafide bone to pick here. I'm expecting them to come out hot out the gate. Uh, and then as far as over-under goes here, I love the underplay at this. A six and a half at minus 120 here. I'm with Joel. I think that this should be at six on its own. But uh, part of the thing, man, this is two teams that had a lot of chatter going on about the offseason, that had a lot of, you know, what's going to happen? Are guys going to want out? Do guys want out? Some guys, they departed from some guys. 
But now is the time to clean everything up. And both these teams are going to want to start the season just by playing solid, smart hockey. Just, you know, fucking nothing crazy, no crazy bullshit, no mistakes. Just by, try and play mistake-free, simple, smart fucking hockey. And when you have that, you see limited amounts of scoring opportunities. So to give me the six and a half at under at minus 120, absolutely love it. And then there's the goaltending factor as well. You got Hellebuck, one of the best goaltenders in the game, and Markstrom, who has the capabilities to be one of the best goaltenders in the game. So the under uh, six and a half has to be the all-time hammer down play here. Um, all right, boys, we fucking made it through. All right, eh? That was all right. Not bad. Um, okay, what we're going to do now is the best goddamn part of everything we fucking do. It's time to start off. The Hockey Gambling Podcast Lock Dog Total Season Challenge, baby. Uh, you know how it works. We pick one lock, we pick one dog, and we pick one total uh, every time we do one of these three-man shows here. And then, obviously, we keep it running total. Uh, winner, you know, wins some shit at the end of the year. And then, I think last year, we were all over 500, no? Yeah, we were, we were on the green last year. There you go. You can't ask much more than that, yo. So, uh, these are our favorite picks of what we'll be doing here. We're going to run through them. Uh... Ryan, you won last year? I did, yeah. I have the records up here if we want when I run through them here real quick. I can do that. Yeah, power uh, I was 71 and 56 plus 16.37 units. Joel was 68 and 59 plus 8.19 units. And Talon was 66 and 61 plus 1.83 units for a total of 205 and 176 plus 26.39 units uh, for See, last so- season. As a whole. So so we do kind of know what we're talking about, I guess, right? That's all it's good to have the numbers to back that up, you know. Yeah, just don't yeah. look just don't don't look at our first season though. That doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're, you're only as good as your last season. It's fine. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and and for any new listeners, it's we risk two units on the lock and then one unit on the dog in total each. Yes. Um to start it off, I'll start it off here. Uh, my Fuck lock yeah. is the Tampa Bay Lightning, minus 166 versus the Nashville Predators. No, I'm going against both my boys here, but I think the Lightning are, are still a much better team, even with a uh, much worse goalie in net. So I think they'll be able to get it done at home. My dog is the Pittsburgh Penguins on the puck line, plus 105. little chihuahua dog started off against the Blackhawks. I think the, the Penguins just come out, put up at least four or five, limit the Blackhawks to two or three, and it's a easy win for them there. And then my total, I was tempted to swap it, but I'm not going to – not going to, you know, play with the hockey gods right now. I'm going to go with the Ottawa, Carolina, under six at minus 110. Carolina, you know, Ottawa plays a lot of over games, but Carolina's at home. They'll be able to slow it down. So I think under six minus 110 is my total. For myself, we're also going with the Pens uh, favorably here. The team total over three and a half minus 155. Uh, just uh, fading the Chicago defense. And uh, I'm just loving the... The Penn's potential for uh, one of the best of offenses in the league. Um, yeah, I mean, the, that power play unit should be uh, probably the best in the East, to be honest, with uh, Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, Carlson, the works. Brian Rust is, is pretty good, too. So, yeah, I, I quite like the, the, the Penn's offense this year. And, um, yeah, I think they'll get up some goals, too, so that'll, that'll uh, encourage more scoring on their part. My dog, I don't like to do this, but uh, just a little, little pitiful one. Uh, Flames regulation, plus 105 against the Jets. Uh, yeah, I just I think that they're uh, still a much better team, and then a home opener and all that. I mean, there's just too many too many road dogs. Like I couldn't back that on the um the first uh, game of the season. Um, but uh, and yeah, I mean, the Preds is, is is good. I like the the Habs too, but uh, yeah, it's I'm, I'm gonna go safe here in the first uh, show. And finally, 
It's much like the first bet. Hawks pens over six and a half minus one twenty. I don't like doing this either. Just just back in the same play twice, but whatever. We're doubling down on on the game that that should be uh probably the well, one of the most fun of the uh, the first two days. Um, for myself, uh, I'm going right there with you guys on my lock. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Penguins in regulation minus 145 against Chicago. We kind of talked about this before the show. We are all just fading the fuck out of Chicago every which way. Uh, Ryan has the puck line, Joel has team total and the over, and then I have Pittsburgh in regulation. So fuck the Blackhawks. Uh, if Chicago wins this game, we fucking suck. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> for my dog, give me the Nashville Predators uh, on the road, plus 140 versus Tampa. Like I talked about, you know, the, the boys are buzzing, yo. And, you know, sometimes that's all it takes to start a season, you know. Not to say that this team will be a great team, not to say they'll be a playoff team, but, you know, so, sometimes you just, the, those first couple of weeks, you're just fucking something clicks for you. So uh, we're taking the Preds, plus 140 versus Tampa. And then for my total, like I said, Leafs, Habs, under six and a half, minus 120. Uh, I'm expecting a slow start out of the gate from this Toronto team just due to all of the roster turnover and new faces. And then Montreal, Le Habitant, Le Bleu Blanc et Rouge is uh, le fucking shit. So uh, give me the under six and a half. Hopefully my boy Sammy can get it going. And if uh, if that legend Montem blows in net, hopefully he can fucking hold his load a little bit. So give me the under six and a half at minus 110 here. Boys, we made it through. Anything else you want to add before we wrap uh, this uh, first show of the season up or what? Uh, I think we had one consensus play. It was the uh, Jets Flames under six and a half at minus 120. Of course, we're also all on Pittsburgh in different ways. I think we all we all or we all kind of agreed that Montreal had value either on the puck line or money line. Hmm. But the only only official one if we're doing that is, is Jets Flames under. I completely forgot about consensus plays. Like I didn't even think about that for a second. All so good. hell yeah. Thank you for reminding us of that, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Boys, fucking hockey's back, yo. Let's go. I'm so fired up. Fucking right. Uh, obviously, we got NFL. We got college football. We got fucking baseball playoffs are doing its thing. Uh, no tennis, right, Jolie? No tennis? No, sir. Not till January. Not till January. Okay. Every now, periodically, I'm going to ask you just, you know, in case well, I there's forget. still tennis, but I'm not, I'm not watching it. Uh, yeah. Nothing significant, I suppose. But, no. uh, anyways, all that good jazz is going on. MMA, shout out to boy Jeff Fox, whenever we can get the chance. Hell yeah. Uh, tons of stuff in the world of sports, man. So you can find all that information at the SGPN website. Uh, read the articles. Like I said at the start of the show, it's not too late to check out Ryan's, you know, uh, division pre or, you know, season articles, which is definitely worth checking out. Uh, they're still valid. You, you know, we'll see how those go, how they kind of live up to it. It'll be interesting to see. He's a smart guy. I think he knows what he's talking about. I got you, boy. Uh, so check those out. And, of course, listen to the other shows on the network, man. It's it's the goddamn best time of the year. Of course, hockey's back. Um, football's right in the fucking mix. College football's doing its thing. NBA's probably starting. Baseball playoffs are happening. It's the best time to be a sports fan in North America. And not even in North America. Soccer's doing its thing, right? So, hell yeah. We got all the Jolie loves his fucking footy. We got all the London. NFL games are happening. So, anyways, it's awesome. Uh, find all that information at the SGPN website. And of course, the most important part of this goddamn show. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Fuck you, Jordan Love just threw a pick. 
fuck that guy. I'm so happy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, put your hands up in the air like it was anybody else's fault. Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> anyway, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. You guys are absolute killers in there, bro. Cannot wait to see the plays that we get going on. And why our Discord kicks ass is because it's not just a bunch of fucking Gomer losers in there posting all their parlays and saying, oh, this one would have hit if fucking this had happened or all this other bullshit. Well, guess what? You're all fucking dumb. We don't have that shit where we are, man. We just got a bunch of beauties that are putting in good plays and being able to discuss and talk about their plays and just talk hockey, yo. Talk and shop with the boys. So fucking nothing better than that. Let's go. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. Uh, if you want to get in the Discord but you're not in there, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll point you in the right direction. Or the HGP Twitter account. Like we talked about, that intern's going to be absolutely fucking crushing it. He already is. And then uh, all of us are going to be kind of doing our thing in there trying to get that shit going off as well. Uh, or, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? You can fucking... I don't... You know what you could do? You can go and put your dick in a jet. Because this guy's pretty high on the jets. And when you're fucking the jet, you're going to get burned by the flame. Because he's high on the flames too. And then what do you do? You just go to a hospital, baby. And you'll be right there with Mr. Joel Meyer. Because he'll be in bed too. The hospital bed doing the same goddamn thing that you did. And when you guys are sitting in there with your burnt dicks from fucking jets in the hospital bed. You can be like, hey man. Any idea how we can get into the Discord? And he'll be willing to help you out. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't uh, know. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPM. Yeah, we're hoping to get, get the content going there as the season takes up. The Dis- Discord is fantastic, so make sure you get in there as well. And make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, turn on the auto-download so you get the episodes in your feed as soon as they are released. Hell yeah, man. Um, all right, guys, my name is Talon Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins94. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And I'm Joel Martin. You'll find me going dun 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 Thanks for hanging out. Peace.